calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Sure is. And today is another mini episode. It's another mini. And you Welcome. guys, I'm really sick. I have an ear infection and a sinus infection. I give the spiel on the next episode, too, that we recorded first. I just feel like I have to give another, like... Oh, yes, disclaimer. Uh, disclaimer at the top that I am not at my best self right now. Yeah, you've got a, a cold medicine head. I have a cold medicine head. I have an ear infection in my right ear, so my equilibrium is just, like, all off, and I'm like, what? No, I get it. I totally get it. I'm it's so really, tired. It's so hard to record when you're sick. I've recorded a couple of times, and hopefully you listeners weren't able to tell... Yeah. I've recorded twice where I've thrown up in the middle of recording yeah, it's and like great. been like, okay, let's get back into it. <laughs> I know. Like sweating, like chills and being like, oh, it's Keegan fine. is the trooper. The <laughs> I trooper. Mean, listen, you have to be. You if have you guys to do think it. podcasting is easy, it is not. It is not. I've missed two days of work, but I am here because I love you guys. I mean, the, gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. The sacrifices we make. I know. Okay. So. This is a mini episode, if you are unfamiliar, because we did get a spike in listeners, of new listeners, over the last, like, I haven't looked at our analytics. That's good. And, Thanks, guys. And, yeah, so you might be new to us if you are. Hello. Welcome. Hi. In the mini episodes, we talk about news stories, things that are in the news. Our last episode, we completely devoted to the Kavanaugh hearing mm-hmm. um, and kind of the things that happened around that, so yeah. we will definitely be... Following up with that today. Yes, but we are not going to make it our entire episode It is again. not our entire that episode. That was hard to bounce back from, Keegan. That was it's, rough. It's difficult, but it was that, necessary. That was a tough one to record. It was, but I'm very glad that we did it. I I'm think so it was, glad we did it. I think it was so necessary. I think a lot of people really needed that. I yeah. think it feels... It can feel really isolating, Very. you know, and so you need to know that other people are just as mad as you are. And yeah. if, if it requires, like, listening to a couple of strangers and screaming in your car, then, yeah. <laughs> then so be it. Then so be it. Yeah, your responses have all been amazing and fantastic and really uh, makes us feel good and kind of helped us feel so a little bit less shitty, too. Yes. So... 
Okay, so um, as I think you all know, <laughs> unless yeah. you have been living under a rock and or you are not from the United States, yeah, Brett Kavanaugh has been confirmed. Which we all knew it was going to happen. Which it's the... My Facebook status was unsurprising, disappointed anyway. Yeah. Because that is how I felt. It was the least surprising letdown we've ever yeah. had, I think. We knew it was going to happen, but there was... Right. I think for most of us, even though we knew better... There we was wanted still, to be helpful. And there was still this, like, little glimmer. After Jeff Flake pulled that, like, yeah. thing, we were all like, maybe. Maybe, like, a 0.1% chance. Like, yeah. possibly. I've lost all hope after Donald Trump became president. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard to hold on to any hope. And it's also... Not that I had much to begin with, but the last shreds of any kind of anything I may have held for the GOP is gone entirely. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's just so clear yeah. that we don't matter to them no, at, not all. at all. Not at all. So, he was confirmed the way that that went down. Basically, all Democrats voted no except for Joe Manchin who is a senator from West Virginia. Mm. He voted yes. I don't know why. I feel yeah. like there had to have been some kind of political motivation. I know that for yeah, West Virginia... Yeah, I don't really know anything about him. West Virginia's a red state. Yeah. So maybe he's worried about that re-election or something. But maybe. also, Democrats aren't going to vote for you now. So yeah. what did you just do? Like It feels yeah. like career suicide to me. Either way. Um, yeah. Jeff Flake, of course, voted to confirm. We thought maybe um, Susan Collins from Maine or Lisa Murkowski would save us. Lisa Murkowski did something really odd that I don't entirely understand. Yeah. She um, She voted as present in lieu of... The senator, Steve Daines from Montana, who couldn't be there because he, he didn't want to miss his daughter's wedding. Understood. Okay. Um, so he couldn't be there. So she voted in his place as present. So, like, not a yes or a no. Oh. So I'm con- I'm confused as to what that means. And right. does that mean she sacrificed her own vote? Like, I don't understand what that means. If you, yeah. listener, understand and can explain it to me, yeah, please, please email us because I'm confused. Yeah. Um, Susan Collins... And if we all remember, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, along with John McCain, are the ones who voted to uphold the ACA. Yeah. Like they're the ones who, who voted to uphold the Affordable Care Act. So we had a little hope for Susan Collins and Lisa yep. Murkowski. Murkowski may have come through for us. I can't tell. Yeah. And Collins Doesn't just... seem like it. Collins straight just went yeah. the other way. Like, Collins voted to confirm and basically made the shittiest white feminism speech I've ever fucking heard. Oh, what'd she say? I didn't watch She it. was just basically like, I've talked to Brett Kavanaugh and he's assured me that he's not going to mess with gay rights. He's not going to overturn Roe v. Uh, Wade. He promises. It's fine. Guys, if he says it, he means it. He's obviously not a liar or anything like that. Or a rapist. Yeah. It's fine. And the reason why people like Joe Flake and Susan Collins felt so comfortable voting this way is because, of course, the FBI didn't turn up anything. And because they, they didn't even fucking research Kavanaugh. That's and they, right. they didn't even investigate Christine Blasey Ford. There was essentially no investigation that yes. took place. They, they did it as like a front, I feel like. Absolutely. It was a complete sham. So, so that was, they could say that there was an investigation. Exactly. There was nothing. And so people like 
you know, Jeff Flake and um, Susan Collins could come back and say, well, the FBI didn't find anything, so it's fine. But, yes, they did not interview Brett Kavanaugh. Nope. They did not interview Christine Blasey Ford. Yeah. They interviewed, I think, one woman who basically said that she was at a party with... um, Je- with Brett Kavanaugh and was told by like other people at the party not to go upstairs where yeah. Brett was with an- with other guys because she wouldn't be safe and she told the FBI she's like I can give you a list of 20 people yeah that you could interview about this none of them were interviewed because they don't want it in- they don't no. they didn't want no. it to end that way and I don't know if it's as much a fault of the FBI as it is a fault of like Mitch McConnell and other Republicans essentially pushing back yeah. and really forcing their hand on like the scope of this investigation and uh-huh. limiting it as much as possible. Probably it's a combination of both yeah. of those things, but it's just so disheartening because it was like for half a second we were like maybe maybe a little bit of hope and then it was Squashed. like the systems in place were like no no no. Yeah. We're not going to do anything. And, um, of course, members of the GOP like Lindsey Graham aren't willing to admit any fucking, like, fault in anything. In fact, Lindsey Graham said that Klobuchar, mm. who, as we all remember, yeah. uh, Brett uh, Kavanaugh berated yeah. during his testimony, yeah. he said that Klobuchar owed Brett Kavanaugh an, an apology, apology, which is fucking disgusting. I know. But anyway, um, we're with you. We feel as shitty as you feel. Yeah. It feels Guys, bad. just vote. Please. Register. Today is your last day, which I know this won't come out until Thursday, but... It's, it's not your last day in California. Check oh, your okay, state. Good. Check your state. Um, I know that today is the last day in Tennessee or in, and in some other states to vote on... to register online. In California, the last day to register is the 22nd, uh, last day to register online. I think you can register in person up until, like, the week of... But please, 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 I I know that if you guys follow us on social media, we are kind of All harping on this, but you must register to vote. You must vote. Please, bare minimum, just get educated on yeah. the, the big ones that matter. Yeah. Like, it's so and important. And there are ways, like, Google, like, your, the things that you specifically would want to look into. Like, for me, I remember that Keegan, you'd sent me, like, a socialist... Right, cheat sheet. kind of cheat sheet, and like that's really helpful. Like you know, dumb it down for yourself if you or have find to. find a friend who's engaged. Like I totally plan on the one who I got that um, that cheat sheet from. He is so politically engaged. Yeah. Attends you know a lot of these uh, political functions. Volunteers a lot, and I totally do plan on being like, hey man, can I like take you out for a beer and can you kind of like explain these things to me? Yeah, you know. So if if you don't know, find someone who does know, and have them kind of walk you through the issues. Yeah. And then write down what you want to do and take it into the poll with you. Yeah. That's what I do. I put it on my phone, and then I'm, like, ready when I go into the polls. Yeah. So, please. I've even looked it up in the polls before. If there's, like, a few that I don't know, I just Google. We have the internet at our fingertips nowadays. Use it, please. We can do it. So, you mentioned Tennessee earlier. And there's a certain pop star from Tennessee who's created some waves this week. I would like to say that, um, first of all, I credit myself with all the responsibility for, for, her, for her coming forward. For putting pressure on Taylor Swift to fucking come out. I give you all of that. All of it. It's I'm going to take all you. the credit for all the credit. So, 
first I'm going to tell you what happened, then I'm going to tell you my thoughts. Okay. So Taylor Swift on Sunday came out with a big post on Instagram basically saying that she would be supporting the Democratic Party in this upcoming election and speaking out against some of the candidates in Tennessee and uh, kind of making a stern, a stern, a stern Democratic stance, which she's never done before. Well, I think what she did was, to me, I don't know that I would classify it as a firm Democratic stance. She did say she was going to be voting for, she did draw a line in the sand as far as saying that she is going to be voting for a Democrat. I think that she still worded it in a way that was very yeah, diplomatic. Yeah, she said, I always vote for those that I think would be Yes, best. she essentially said that she typically votes her conscience, which still means we don't know how she voted in the 2016 election. It's true, um, it's true. So she doesn't, but she the reaction out, but, is wild. But, and also... I'm not trying to downplay that, like, because if you guys remember, she was my, your fave is problematic. Yeah. So I'm not trying to downplay that. Welcome to the team, Taylor. I'm, we're glad to have you. Yeah. And I totally appreciate that but she came out and said But it just me that it took so long. It's very unsettling Where was she even me. a week ago with Christine Blasey Ford? And, on like, we could have used her. On tour. That doesn't matter. She could have no. said anything, done exactly. anything. I agree. But, like, that's what I'm saying. And, again, I'm not trying to shit all over Taylor Swift in this moment where she's done something amazing. But... I do think, again, she is nothing if not a calculated businesswoman. Agreed. She was on tour. She's not trying to fucking alienate her base. She announced this Ugh. the last day of her U.S. tour. Yeah. So yeah, she was silent all the way through that, Yeah. waited until the last day of her U.S. tour before saying this, and I, I still think it's fantastic, but... Yeah, there is. It is very interesting, but... um, So... Kamari Guthrie, who is the director of communications for Vote.org, says, We are up 65,000 registrations in a single 24-hour period since Taylor Swift's Hell post. Yeah. For context, 190,178 new voters were registered nationwide. Did I say that number right? I'm so out of what it. What did you just say? I, I don't it. know. I missed it. 190,178. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so out of it, Keegan. Okay. For context, 190,178 new voters were registered nationwide in the entire month of September, while 56,669 were registered in August. In Swift's home state, state of Tennessee, where she voiced support for two Democratic candidates running in this year's midterm, voter registrations have also jumped. But yes. So, so far this month in the state of Tennessee, 5,183 people had registered and at least 2,144 of which were in the last 36 hours. Fantastic. Um, and up from 2,811 new Tennessee voter registrations for the entire month of September and just 951 in August. So she is making a difference. She um, is. I, the I right, do appreciate it, The Taylor. right is pissed. The right is pissed. The right which is, is so pissed. giving me life. I know. They are so doing, good. it's like Nike all over again. They're yeah. like burning her CDs and shit. And I'm like, Bitch, you pay for it already. I know. You I know. paid for it already. Have you seen that meme where it's like that woman like um, dabbing her teary eyes with hundred dollars? Yeah, the bills. money. Yeah, I'm like she's got your money already, dude. Yeah, like, she's it's fine. It's fine. And yeah, it's she may. I don't doubt that she will lose some fans over this and people yeah. who would have paid for concerts and things. But one, she's going to gain new fans. Yes. And two, 
it's a very small segment of her worldwide fan base. It's yeah, not going exactly. to hurt her at exactly. all. At all. Yeah. So you guys stay pissed. Yeah. Um, your Nazi princess is gone. Yeah. She never existed. Thank God she's not a fucking Aryan princess. Thank I am very relieved. I mean, come on. It, was, would this have been so hard a couple years ago to be like, FYI, not a Nazi? No, she definitely should have done that. And it does still make me think that first and foremost, above everything else, she is a businesswoman. Yeah. Um, you know, and... She is still problematic for other ways, which yeah. we, we detailed in that episode. But I love her for this. I'm yeah. so grateful. It was very interesting, and we can just touch on this really quickly. The way that Fox News responded, I listened to the Daily Zeitgeist cover this, and they were talking about, they actually created a compilation that of the same guy on Fox News talking about the response to Taylor Swift and the response to Kanye West. Yeah. Whereas, like, with Kanye, they were like, so brave. Yeah. Amazing for him to, like, come out and support his opinions and such a PC world. And then they would go to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, like, just stay a singer. I don't know why. Celebrities yeah. feel like they need to yep. voice their opinions. It was really unprofessional of you and yeah. all of this stuff. And they would go back and forth like that. And it just really outlined yeah. the ways in which, like... It's very clear. Yeah. If they're on your side, you're fine with a celebrity. You yeah. elected you one want, president. Exactly. But if they're not on your side, then you're just like, just stick to singing. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's funny that way. Yeah. It's and, crazy. Uh, so, yeah. welcome, Taylor. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Welcome. Keep making people vote. All right. Uh, should we read a listener email? Yes, I think we have two. Okay, so we got a listener message on Instagram that I really wanted to read. This was right after we put up our mini um, Brett Kavanaugh episode. Uh, This person writes, I just want to say how much I love you too, but oh my God, these past few weeks have been so hard. I feel like I've been feeling waves of a heavy weight and my heart is just so broken over all of our assaults. I'm broken over people's excuses and victim blaming. I'm baffled and broken. I don't know if I'll be able to finish the new mini episode. I broke down halfway through. I wanted to push through, but I just can't at the moment. Thank you for recognizing how hard it's been for all of us. Thanks for all you do. P.S. I love when you guys record two episodes in one night. You guys are so funny. Thank you. We're hilarious. (laughs) And I I messaged her back and I said, you know, do what you feel that you can do. You don't have to, you know, listen to the whole thing. I totally get it. I told her how you and I had both kind of broken down separately during that episode. And two days later, she messaged me and she said, or she messaged us, sorry. Yeah, excuse me. And she says, I was able to finish the episode and I'm so glad I did. That letter was beautiful and puts my feelings perfectly into words. I'm just so broken over the lack of understanding. How did this happen? Where do we go from here? Our fight isn't over. We just have to get louder and stronger together. Yes, Um, yes, To second that, the letter that was sent to us that we read on last week's episode has changed my life. I mean, it was so beautiful and wonderful, and I'm glad that it has touched the hearts of our listeners as well. Yeah, I think she very eloquently put into words the feelings that a lot of us were having, and I'm really glad we did end the the episode that way, because not to say that it was uplifting, but it was kind of unifying after yeah. feeling so devastated. Yeah, and very alone. Yeah. Yeah, after, you know, recapping everything that had happened and feeling so alone. Um, so thank you yeah. to the person that just wrote in, and also thank you again to the person who wrote us last week. Yeah. Okay, so I got this one on Facebook. Hello, Keegan and Madigan. My name is Julia, and I've been silently following your podcast since the very beginning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. 
It has taken me a while to get up the nerve to write in, but I feel now more than ever it is important for me to share my story. This is a sister solidarity, mother, and rage against sexual assault story all in one. I am going to start nowhere near the beginning of my journey, but I will share the most important and relevant parts. A few years ago, I was entering college. I was excited, naive, and ready to move on to the next stage in my life. Once I moved into my dorm, I quickly learned that my roommates were not the nicest of humans, and they were very aggressively hateful towards me because I was not the same religion as they were. My amazing friends from home had all gone to different schools, and I felt truly alone for the first time in my life. I remember begging my mom to come get me every single weekend because of my struggle with my roommates and my worsening depression and anxiety. Being the saint that she is, she would drive 12 hours every weekend round trips to my college and back home to Twin Falls, Idaho. Oh my god, you live in Twin Falls, Idaho? Yeah. My mom goes to Twin Falls to go shopping. So cute. Because there's nothing in Sun Valley. (laughs) Once my second semester of college was underway, I started to reach out to people. I was done being friends with girls because all of the girls I had met in college were so brutal in criticizing me because I was not Mormon. So instead of trying... Look, I also get that. I lived in Utah Yeah, no, I'm saying years. that because I, I know what that part yeah, of Idaho yeah. was like. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I lived, I lived in Utah for a couple of years, and if you were not Mormon, it was a yeah. tough place to be. So instead of trying to befriend other girls who were clearly not interested in befriending me when I already had amazing girlfriends from home, I started hanging out with guys. Mm. About two months into spring semester, I was hanging out with a boy who I considered a friend. Trigger warning here, she writes... One minute, we were sitting on the couch chatting, and the next, he had somehow gotten me in, into my bed and was on top of me. Mm. I remember telling him that he was hurting me and that he needed to stop. He looked me in the eyes, laughed, and said, no, you like it. I don't remember anything after that point. I did not tell a living soul for months because I was so afraid of bringing more judgment upon myself from the good Mormon girls who thought it was wrong to hold hands before marriage. Mm. Following this, I entered a relationship that ended up being fairly abusive. When my ex ended things a year later, he quite literally abandoned me in some random town in the middle of winter. Again, I called my mom. No questions asked. She left home in the middle of the night and drove for hours to come rescue me. Once we got home, I broke. I told her everything about the assault, how I was so controlled in my relationship. Not once did she blame me, chastise, or question the terrible things I told her that she had not known about for over a year. My mom didn't say anything, but she didn't have to. She was with me for the days before I had to return to school, and so were my girlfriends from home. Once I did return to school, she would check in with me every day. She still does. I know it hurt her to know that I had been through what I had been through, but she was so strong for me. My mother has been my role model for my entire life, and I am so gracious to her. She showed me how to be strong, how to love myself, and how to never stop fighting for what I believe in. This past week has been difficult for me, as I know it has been for all survivors of sexual assault. I am absolutely devastated to hear that Kavanaugh has been sworn in. I can imagine that we are all feeling some combination of rage, confusion, and despair because of this. That being said, I want to thank you both for acting as sisters in solidarity to women and men for that matter. Like so many others, I am grateful for the community you have created with your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Mm. There is something so empowering about knowing there is a safe space to feel everything, not just a place to share joy and triumph, but sadness and anger as well. Thank you to all my sisters in solidarity, including you, Keegan and Madigan, to my mom, 
and to my lifelong girlfriends from back home, rage on my fellow sisters. <sighs> that was beautiful. That was so beautiful. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. It's so hard that's to something, read. That's something that's hard because I, too, had a lot of male friends and I've, I've been in some situations where... Um, you know, as soon as I didn't get them what they wanted, my friendship wasn't valuable anymore. You know, it, it can be complicated. And it can it's, be complicated. And it's hurtful. And it can be dehumanizing. It's hurtful when you realize that the only reason someone may want to be friends with you is because they want to get in your pants. Well, it's dehumanizing. It feels yeah. like you're being seen as an object. And it's also just really scary to know that, like, you trusted some... It messes yes. with your ability to trust right. anyone because you put yourself in a situation where you you trusted that person, yeah. so you, were, you didn't have right. any second thoughts you didn't about have wanting any to reason. spend time with them. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I was in high school and I was I had my really close guy friends, we would all, like, pile up on their beds together and of it would course. be fine. Of course. Oh, I did the same thing. And that, was, and that was when I got... That's when I was assaulted, was when I was in bed with the guy that I was with and a friend. And I did not expect that to ever happen to me or to think oh God, that I no. had to be distrustful of people As that I thought cared about me. I think me. you and I both are like, we had a lot of guy friends. And luckily, like, my guy friends never did anything like that to me. I've been None assaulted. of my true friends have ever done anything I've, to me. Yeah, but I mean, like, none of the guys I ever hung out with and, like, in a friendly way did that to me. I I have been sexually assaulted, but not in, in that way. But I totally relate to that because, yeah. yeah, that's what I did. We would take, like, group naps. We'd be yeah, like, same. yeah, everyone pile on the bed. Let's go to the second nap, you know? Yeah, and I it was the same it thing. never ever felt like I never felt unsafe and that's why I know and that's why I didn't have my guard up when it happened because I never ever thought that by me right. sitting on bed with two men exactly that it would turn into something exactly so yeah so I can totally see how blindsiding that would be and how violating it would be and how your trust is so shattered like you can't trust these people who were supposed to be your safe place. Right. And you didn't have any women to turn to. Exactly. And you were like, I need somebody here. You're this just trying your to make connection. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they completely ruined that for and you. And that's the worst is like when your abuser kind of masquerades as a sanctuary for yeah. you. And then exactly. it ends up, it ends up being the opposite. Yeah. And that's really, really scary. Yeah. It rocks your world. Well, so. I know that everything has been really tough. Yeah. It's still been tough. The only thing that's been getting me through, I know we've already said it this episode, is just trying to focus on the election. We have to keep moving forward. We can't just give up yet. Yeah, so. because here's the thing. The right is going to expect us to Break. slip into despondency and apathy. Yep. And if we do that, they will win. Yes. They will show up. They will show up. So we need to harness the anger that we're feeling right now. We need to harness the sadness we're feeling right now and kind of use it as fuel to do more and yep. do better and show up. Um, that's really all you got to do, you guys. Just got to show up. Yep. So thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you thank for you. opening up to us, for writing to us. Yeah, another just really beautiful message. Thank it you. means so much to us. This is honestly the most one of the most difficult couple of weeks yeah. that I've had in a long time, but it's also one of the most inspiring couple of weeks yeah, that I've had you. as far as, like, it makes me remember why we wanted to start this podcast and why we wanted exactly. to do this, and it was to share our stories and your stories and commiserate together. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So you guys, I want to just remind you, we have our pop-up this weekend on Saturday. It's going to be at the As We Dwell um, area, location, place. It's just a space. It's like a a creative space. space. In downtown Los Angeles. Um, For more information on that, you can check out the link in our bio. And... um, I believe it is $12 online. It's 15 at the door. And if you get it online, the first 15 people, which I don't know if those slots will still be available, but yeah. still I suggest doing it online because it's cheaper. But also if you do it online and you're one of the first 15 to mm-hmm. purchase tickets, you will get 15% off of one unique handmade item. Yeah. Ariel makes amazing She's pillows, amazing. artwork, uh, tea blends that she yeah. makes herself, which yeah. are fantastic. Um, there's so, nothing this woman cannot do. Yeah, so don't don't miss out on that. And there's going to be a lot of really great stuff going on. We are collaborating with Two Girl Book Party. We're going to be talking about the girl, the book Dead Girls. Um, it's going to be really fun. I'm so excited to do it. I'm so excited to hopefully see some of you guys there. Yeah, there will be live music, mm-hmm. um, which is great. You'll get you'll get a free tea, which is also yeah, great. Yeah, there's so much like great stuff that goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, come support so. some women owned businesses. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to new businesses when you. Just show up, you yeah. know. If nothing else, just show up. Get a free sticker on us, you know. Yeah. Hang out. It's all good. Yeah. So, and then also I just want to remind you guys all, you've been really wonderful. We've been getting a lot of great reviews on iTunes lately. I want to keep encouraging everybody who hasn't done it to do so. It really helps us out. Oh, and it just makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. I check reviews every morning. You're like so cute. in my like in my morning routine when I like open my phone, yeah, I check my Facebook, I check through. my Instagram, and then I open my podcast and I check for new reviews. And I love it, it. Brightens my heart so much, and the reviews we've been getting have been so supportive, yeah. and um, just lovely. And yeah, I just you love guys are amazing. From you guys in general, so you guys are amazing. So I want to just continue to encourage you all about that. You can um, message us your sister solidarity stories, your Kavanaugh kind of related stories, mm-hmm. if you'd like. Uh, coming out stories, motherhood stories, anything that you want to send to us or reach out to us, uh, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Send us a direct message on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist. Shoot us a tweet if you want. We are on Twitter at Yamp Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. I'm just going to start doing harmonies every I know, time. I love it. Um, Let's see anything else. I think that's oh, it. we have a Facebook oh, business yes, page right. and group. You can find us on there. Um, I think that's about it. I feel like I'm about to die, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, with that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye, guys. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.